Welcome to 15 Minutes of Shame. My name is Michael Adams, and I'm the host. And I'm here along with uh, Ben Kitchen and uh, uh, Bill Smith. And we're, well, we're the hosts of the podcast, and we're professionals. So we sound good already, don't we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me just cough that's up this. That's right. <sighs> Do I sound better now? Do you want to tell the story again about how you had your mask on and you had to... Uh... Spit. Yeah, I think you should tell that now yeah. that I brought it so up. The only but. time it's ever slipped on me is when I was driving and I had a spit. I had a hawker. This would be like a shame on you moment. I had a loogie. Yeah. I had a deep and mean green going on. And I, I said, I got to get rid of this. And I go, problem is I still had the mask on. So I had a mouth. There you go. So I swore, naturally I swore. I said, dig, never. <laughs> I threw that mask out. So I littered I, I, because I didn't want the mask. That mask, I was done with that was mask. Was there a passenger in the car when this happened? No. Oh, okay. No, well, a couple. There were a couple passengers in the car, but they were kids. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't remember. They would understand. We're here for 15 minutes of shame, and that's it. 15 minutes, and I'm assuming that Ben has the timer going. I'm not sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, yes, sir. Okay, now, who wants to go first? I got- Hold on, we should say uh, on this episode, Ben is in Florida right yeah. now, so he's working remote. Mm, he's he's down on me. He's, he's down in Florida, FLA. By the pool with the women. Hitchhiked his way across the USA. Um, first, let's start with the, the logical thing. Uh, shaming people. You don't shame the Celtics ever again now because they've, they've gotten to the point where they're, they beat their— I'm going to shame the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, the Brooklyn Nets were favored to win the series against the Celtics. They were favored. And the, even the Celtics fans thought, oh, well, there's no way it's going to be a sweep. Or maybe we'll win two and come back and win the fifth game. No. Bang. Boom. See you later. Bye-bye. There's the door. Brooklyn, you big, tall freak Kevin Durant, you're losing your hair. Go see Dr. Robert Leonard. Get that fixed. And Kyrie, you thought the earth was flat? Guess what's flat? Your production line. You suck. And you're and, and we hate you. Oh, man. And you're out. Oh. See you later. God. So that's shame on them. Shame on Brooklyn. And all the fans down there, you know, like they thought they, they clearly thought they had a better shot at it with the two two of the greatest players in the NBA. Ben, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the master of the one-word answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. An, an interviewer's nightmare is Ben Kitchen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, you got it. Now, I will throw a little shame on the Red Sox real quick. They, they have stopped hitting. It's embarrassing. Uh, they, you can't win a game when you score two runs. They, what, they go 28 innings without scoring a run or something? I mean, it's ridiculous. Do you suppose that uh, is like something that uh, that happens inside the locker room or as a team? They sort of like it's like when momentum hits a team, yeah. everybody feels it. Yeah, and also that that lack of performance bug, whatever it is, hits the whole team. Right. Yeah. It's like a it's like a giant moistened rusty C clamp on your testicles, <laughs> tightened all the way. That'll do it. Um, now, <laughs> we do we do a great detail. I, I want to shame Ka, 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 Kamala. Wow. Not because she has COVID-19, because a lot of people have gotten COVID-19. So what? Hmm. I say so what now that uh, there's uh, antivirals and vaccines and stuff. But here's the thing. She doesn't do anything anyway. 
So it's like there's no loss there. She's going to be out for a week or so because she has COVID-19. Now she can now she can stay at home and do nothing instead of going into the office and doing nothing, right? So they made it news that she had COVID. And her husband, Doug, you know, by the way, can you even – do you know even look, what he looks like? No, never saw him. No one ever looks at him. No. He's like he's like he's the man that wasn't there. <laughs> you know, I mean, yesterday upon the stair, I saw a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish the hell he'd go away. <laughs> oh, boom. Anyway, so Kamala, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Kamala can get shamed for not for having COVID. That's not her fault. But what is her fault is that she's a do nothing vice president who is only there for re- obvious reasons, and it has nothing to do with her ability to do the job. There, I get that off my chest. That's a hell of a lot of shame, there, Mike. I like that line from the from Family Guy, uh, the Meg, Meg, the sister, mm-hmm. saying something. Or she, she quit her job or something. And Stewie goes, "Oh, good. Now you can be at home when the phone doesn't ring." <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um. Okay, Ben, what do you have, brother? All right, I want to, so as everyone knows by now, Elon Musk has bought Twitter for, what, $45 billion? And I just want to shame all the crybaby losers who are the same ones. You know, they're saying, I'm going to get off Twitter now. I'm going to get off of this. This ruined Twitter. It was the same bunch of crybaby bitches that were supposedly moving to Canada like six years ago. Right, that never even thought about it for a second. And so you think, shame you, of all of you, because you're not going to delete your account just like you didn't delete your Facebook account. And shame on all these people that are like, oh, my God, this is ruining ru- – like Elizabeth Warren and all these people. As if people with agendas haven't ruled all of our media companies for the last 70, 80, forever. 100, 300 years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, can you imagine what will happen? Okay, let's say let's say Musk, just for fun, got, got pissed off and said, you know what? I'm taking Joe Biden off Twitter. The president of the United States. What would what would the left do? Oh, they'd go insane. Well, uh, exactly. Now Trump's been off for a long time. They did it in time for his election and all that other stuff. And that's but it isn't even the point. If, if, if Trump was one of the more interesting Twitter followers, whether you hated his guts or, or loved him, yeah. So Twitter as a business to take him off that medium was stupid to begin with. Well, Jerry Williams said one of the the biggest sins, if you're in the public eye, one of the biggest sins you can commit is to be boring, and Trump is certainly not that. No. And do you know how many times the the uh, the left-wing uh, media sources, CNN and, and MSNBC, talked on their newscasts about what Trump had just tweeted yesterday or this morning? Yep. They did it all the time. So. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They would they, they they gave him more play than Twitter did. But anyway, it's like obviously to me, it's like if you have to be able to have the counter opinion, even if it borders on hate speech, because then it gives everybody a chance to not listen to that person. If you're on Twitter, you can block somebody and never see any of their tweets for the rest of your life. So why is it anything but a choice? It's always going to be a choice. It always should be a choice. But to take people off that platform, like, when they when they completely put the kibosh on the New York Post story about uh, the uh, the laptop from hell, Hunter Biden's you know obviously he's a crack whore guy, he's a you know a drug addict, he, he uses racist uh, language, and he's uh, he's filthy, and they took the story down even though it's proven to be the true story. They they canceled the New York Post Twitter account back then. You can't do that. You can't have a, fi- a, a forum and then not leave it open. Now they would say, Mike, you know, be quiet, Mike. You know, just quiet. Jesus, 
Sick of hearing that crap. That's not true. <laughs> so all true. Yeah. What so you mean? True. There's what laptop? Yeah. That's, well, I mean, that's the other thing I hear from people. What, I, what laptop? They could make a movie, uh, a porn movie, out of that. Out of just that laptop. You know, they really, really could. And an actual thing that ha- actually happened. Hey, I do have a thing to shame. Yes, you do. You know, it's. I've been watching a lot of television here at home, and uh, which is fine when. You know, you got one eye on the TV when there's no work to do, and you kind of something catches your interest. And it was on, it was on Bravo, and there are the housewives again. It was a rerun oh of one of the shows, and they they're going from restaurant to restaurant to restaurant. They're doing something. They've got all their jewelry on and all their dresses and all their makeup and all their bullshit. And they go to the restaurant and they sit down. Now, I don't have the sound on. I'm watching this, and along comes the server group. They're all masked. But the people at the table are not. And just the way they treat the people, the, the, the serving group, mm-hmm. the servers, uh, it's, I suppose, if you're getting that kind of dough and you're, you're dealing with those kind of people that have that kind of money, you're going to just kind of do it. But there's, it, it draws a class line. Yeah, but they look down on, the, on that class yes. because they're the ones sitting at the table without the mask, and these are the people serving them, so they, they look down on that entire class of people. And it makes me wonder if, if you, uh, like a lot of people who have money like that, have no idea what it's like to pay bills, go to the grocery store, get your own right. gas. Be responsible for uh, yourself and yeah, your behavior. You know, it's, this isn't to discredit you know, some of them that have become wildly successful with their own businesses, but it's something. It's only one person in my whole life I ever really looked down on. It was Hervé Villachez. <laughs> <laughs> fucking deserved it, too, that little tiny shit. Anyway, shame on those who shit on people in <laughs> restaurants who... Uh, he was serving my dinner at the time. <laughs> Look down on people who wear masks. No, you're right. You're right about that. I don't. I think everybody's the same. You know, everybody's, you start off the same. You start off as a, well, as a uh, spermatozoa uh, locked into an egg, <laughs> right? And then if you get through all that, then, you know, the rest is just luck. God. Right, Ben? Right. Ben? Ben? <laughs> Ben's over there. I'm, I'm dozing off during science class. Um, right. I, now, how much time we got, Ben? We've got four minutes and thirty-six seconds. That's it. Look at that! Oh, I gotta get. I gotta get this one in here. Okay. Okay. We all know that two point five million people have come across the border. Yes. Okay. Uh, illegals. I call them illegals because I don't know what else, else to call them. Friends from other nations. Yes. Invaders. No. People. Uh, yeah. They're all people. They get. They come across the Mexican or the New Mexican border into into California. They come into Arizona, New Mexico, and they. And here's the thing. Here's why it's causing a problem. This out of Berkeley, California. College students squeezed by a massive housing shortage and surging rents are paying too much for moldy apartments, commuting long distances, or sleeping in their cars to get an education. Hmm. And that doesn't appear to be changing. Where's Elizabeth Warren on that one? For some colleges, the housing crunch was related to the pandemic, which muddied projections for who might want on-campus dorms and cl- when classes resumed. But the lack of housing both on campus and off has been a longstanding problem at other schools, including many in California. Now, just to take it to, from the macrocasm to microcasm, we're in Boston. In Boston, we have so many students, there aren't any places to And what happens to the rents? When there's no place to live, the rents go up. Yep. They're not going to go down. It's a de- demand, supply and demand, Adam Smith, invisible hand rule of the economy, that when there's a demand that's higher than the supply, the price is going to go up. Boom. It's the law. It's the unwritten law. So... What happens when you bring 2.5 million people in who are looking for the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to where they're going to stay, buy, rent, or live? 
they there two point five million people. Mm. That's two point five million apartments that aren't available to anybody else, uh, low-income people that are American citizens or mm. college students. Mm-hmm. It's gone. And what does that do? It drives the prices up, yeah. which makes for less low-income housing. This is a this is a self-fulfilling prophecy here. Seems illogical, doesn't it? 40- Yet they, they'll look you in the eye and say that you're a heartless bastard for uh, for not allowing this. But you know what? It's like it's like common sense. You you got to be ready for if you're going to let 2.5 million people come into the country, you better say, "Well, I know where you can live." You can't just put them on a bus or put them on a plane to some other city and go, now it's your problem. Yep, good luck. Uh, it's a, it's the most outrageous behavior by this government. And I don't know why someone doesn't grab Biden by the pinstriped shirt and say, Biden, the border, man. What are you doing with the border? Yeah, you know they're bringing in fentanyl. People are overdosing. They're, they're criminals. We don't know who they are. They're scattering all over the country. They're filling our school systems, overcrowding our school systems and our apartment complexes. Why are you doing this? They're always telling us these are human beings. No human is illegal. But the thing is, this is really inhumane. They're using these people, and they just throw them around. It's all for politics. It's yeah. crazy. And But you think they're going to get low, some low-paying jobs, some minimum wage jobs? Oh, no, but these are real lives. They're going to have to raise the minimum wage. Mom's kids. It's a joke. Ben, it's a joke. Ben. It's a joke. Ben. <laughs> How many seconds left? Uh... 85. 85, 85 seconds. seconds. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so so who, who has who has some shame? Oh, I got a shame if you guys don't. You have a shame? Go ahead. Donald Trump says Prince Harry is pussy whipped. He didn't use the... He, he didn't use that phrase. He called him whipped. He, he wasn't going to say pussy again. No, he said, Trump, <laughs> he said, he said Trump, Trump said he's whipped. And he goes, I'm not going to use the whole expression. Yeah. Well, well, okay, you don't have to now. Yeah. But he says that Prince Harry is Meghan Markle has got him PW'd, as we used to call it yeah. in my day. See, in my day, we self-censored. That's right. He's, <laughs> he's PW'd. What do you guys think of that? I think it's true. Something happened with Harry. I think it was her. <laughs> What's up with that? Um, I, 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 for some reason, was just bored with an article because there's a new book coming about, about the royals. And it basically outlined that, no, he's just as much of a psycho as she is. Really? Oh, so they deserve each other. Yeah, that that they deserve each other, and they're both uh, out of control. They okay. So you you actually read you you're reading a book about the royals? No, I read an article about an article book about the royals. Oh, okay. Read a whole book about that. Well, you know, I mean, there's always more information you get on Frank White and Paul Splitorf and Brett Saberhagen, uh, Brett Saberhagen, and the rest of the royals. I I, personally, I love the royals, and (laughs) never been to Kauffman Stadium. (laughs) 